Hi there, it's Aaron. Thank you again for tuning into the Royal Dispatch. How was your Monday? I'm still thinking about Sufjan Stevens performing at the Oscars. And I read this really good tweet by friend of the show and personal friend, uh, JP Bramer. I want to cheer up Sufjan Stevens, but I don't want him to stop making music. <laughs> Who hurt you, my handsome, fragile, gap-toothed prince? This is really good. I've just been thinking about it. You can follow him, by the way, at JP Brammer. Two M's. Very good. If you're a big fan of The Dispatch, don't be shy. Tell others about us. Play our podcast from a speaker on the subway or something. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Actually, don't do that at all. But you can tweet us at Outline Dispatch or hit me up directly at Aaron M. Edwards or email me. I'm Aaron at theoutline.com and I get back to as many folks as I can. Usually everybody. We're listening from our headphones away from strangers on a crowded train. All right, thanks again, and enjoy the show. 150 million people who must be supplied with food every day, 365 days a year. The Outline World Dispatch. Yep, I'm still thinking about Sufjan. James told me that he has really good arms. I didn't realize he had really good arms. He has such good arms. <laughs> Hi, Sufian. Um, it's Tuesday, March 6, 2018. I'm Aaron Edwards. You put me on the spot. <laughs> Culture. Okay, so Aaron, have you seen these awful fucking seamless ads I on the subway? They I'm have, really excited to see they them. They have YouTube versions now. Please draw a whale on the bag. He doesn't need to be eating bread or anything, just believing in himself. Okay, so, like, what kind of asshole asks a service industry worker to please draw a picture of a whale on their bag? Wait, can we play it again? Yeah. Please draw a whale on the bag. He doesn't need to be eating bread or anything, just believing in himself. So this is supposed to be, like, a uh, delivery... So this is for Seamless, which okay. is the food delivery app that all uh, New Yorkers, including myself, use. I will be the first to admit I, li- I live that seamless life. Yeah. So this is their latest ad campaign um, called Special Instructions. And these are apparently real instructions that actual monsters among us have left on their seamless oh, orders. Oh, okay. Asking for things like, can you draw a whale on my bag or... Please make sure it's organic mayo. Yes, I can tell the difference. One of them is somebody asking the restaurant to make them a smaller meal for their hamster. Um, (laughs) Yes. So this piece of shit right here who wants the whale on his bag, this guy's Charlie from Astoria. Fuck you, Charlie. If you're listening (laughs) to this podcast, you can eat a dick. Charlie, uh, keep listening, though. Please don't. No, no, no. Charlie, you can you can. Eat some, uh, I, I'm not as good as cursing as you are. Seamless <laughs> has a long history of making ads that most people find infuriating, yeah. right? They've always done this. The original ones were just based around the idea that, like, you seamless, you never have to leave your apartment or, like, go out into the city. Like, you live in the greatest city in the world. Like, never, ever, ever experience it. That kind of taps into the whole shtick of seamless, though. Like, People who generally tweet about using Seamless, like me included, like I'm usually talking about how lazy I am and how I'm just like holed up in my apartment, don't want to do anything. So, I mean, are these ads like trying to tap into 
what Seamless thinks that their brand is with the people who use it. So here's my theory, right? Use Seamless because you're lazy would be one thing. They're not saying, you know, go ahead and be lazy. What they're saying is go ahead and be an asshole about it. Right. Right. I see these ads often on my commute and I sort of wonder, like, what is the idea behind this of basically, like, highlighting these people who are, like, clear sociopaths Mm -hmm. and trying to make them seem funny or charming? So, Brandy, you just joined The Outline recently as our new social editor. I did. So you are, and I mean, you're prolific on Twitter on your own personal account. <laughs> God, that's such a known. Yes, and just I like, am. <laughs> like, you know, known for... You can roast me. <laughs> known for roasting others as well. Known for, you know, just like pithy humor. But you're kind of in the thick of conversation that's happening online on social. And I feel like that's another place where a lot of this comes out in people. What has your experience been like just observing that conversation on social? Is that playing to this at all? I mean, I don't know. So I, I'm uh, an avowed socialist and I also uh, spent 10 years working in the service industry. So I have like a particular, I get upset when I see people calling out service industry workers. I think it's a way for, you know, a bunch of like, petty wannabe Napoleons to sort of flex in a world in which, you know, a lot of people feel really disempowered in various ways, but mm-hmm. um, there's nothing that will make me hate you faster than when you're than being rude to service industry staff. Yeah. Like, that is just, it's such a red flag. So we are living in, obviously, a, a very heightened service economy, like with Seamless, with Uber. Yeah, with, with everything like the gig is, economy. The gig economy. It's like all at your fingertips and you can get it pretty pretty easily. I think a lot of people don't really think about the fact that even though Seamless is a very, you know, dolled up and uh, aesthetically pleasing site and app and product, ultimately you're still ordering from local businesses who have low-wage workers who are traveling to give you your food. And this is encouraging folks to be really awful to those people as opposed to good to them. I do think that there's a general trend, particularly uh, coming out of Silicon Valley, that really wants us to, like, forget about things like social obligations, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be your somebody who's calling a lift, and then the driver is not somebody that you are, you know, supposed to really consider as, like, a fellow human in the world, mm-hmm. except if they displease you in some way, and then you can rate them poorly. Right, right. right. I mean, I feel like I, I think everyone is, is, you know, guilty of this to a certain degree, and I think it's a, it's a matter of, like, examining how you're trying to change that and be better in the future. Sure. Like, I mean, I think yeah. the, the, the thing that these ads are doing is that they're telling you that you need not be ashamed of your worst instincts. Yeah. Right? And I really do think, like, everybody is ashamed of the wrong things. And, <laughs> you know, I, you should never be ashamed of who you are. But if who you are is a complete fucking asshole, maybe you should be a little bit ashamed of that. Um, so what's, like, uh, an ideal situation then? Like, how do you think that Seamless could market itself in a way that... Uh, does not contribute to the bad things that you've highlighted so far. I mean, again, I'm also with you. I like I'm old enough to remember the '90s and things like Adbusters when mm-hmm. we had this like wonderfully beautiful dream that we could like stop the the rise of global capital if we just spray painted over some billboards and like mm-hmm. it was such a sweet time. You know, just precious uh, yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a it was such a sweet quaint time. But I do think, you know, what Seamless is trying to tell you is that um, you should be their ideal customer. And their ideal customer is Charlie from Astoria. Don't be Charlie from Astoria. Right. right? Like, there is something to be said about just being, like, a well-mannered person who understands their obligation to others. You know, if it's raining or they can't get a parking spot, like, yeah, you can just walk down to your front door Mm -hmm. and leave a nice tip. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) 
So that's the message. Yes. Be better. Just just be just be a person, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Go like, you know, not even the extra mile, just the yeah. extra five steps. Exactly. It's not that hard. I'm not I mean, I'm certainly I use seamless. I'm not gonna start cooking tomorrow. It's <laughs> you know, but just like just try to remember that, you know, we're all in this shit together. Today you heard from Brandy Jensen, social editor here at The Outline. As a bonus to subscribers, again, shout out to y'all. Stay tuned after the credits for an outtake from our conversation, where Brandy talks about her past as a bartender, and you get to hear about my first job as a sandwich artist at Subway, the best job I've had in my life to date. Except for The Outline, of course. The Dispatch is produced by James T. Green. If you want to read more of our strange, offbeat stories, and trust me, you do, head on over to theoutline.com. We'll be waiting. Hope you have a great Tuesday. I'm Aaron Edwards. Ah, Suthian. Talk to you tomorrow. Um, I spent 10 years as a bartender on two continents. <laughs> um, what was in, the, uh, the second continent? In Australia. I lived in Australia for oh, a little while, and I bartended right. over there. Nice. Um, and then in Calgary, Alberta, where I'm from. Yeah, my first job was as a sandwich artist at Subway. I mean, I do sort of I, I have a, you know, maybe unpopular opinion that um, most American kids, instead of doing a gap year, should go work in the service industry for Absolutely. six months, like yeah. just to help you just figure out how to be a person and mm-hmm. to like have that experience moving forward. And, for some and people, also it's to not let even, you know, like right. what counts as a shitty job. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, for some kids, it's not even like. It shouldn't even be a work site. It's like you have to do it. Like when I did my job, it was because I was like supplementing my mom's limited income. It was like it's working as a busboy, working at Subway, going to school. Like it was, you know. At- yeah, I, I worked at A&W when I was 15 because yeah. like if I wanted to have money to do things, then I had to get a job. Yeah. And so I did that. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, I will say I probably um, – rely on the skills that I developed as a bartender more in my day-to-day life than in any other job, than in going to grad school, than in, you know, working in media. Um, The ability to just, like, sort of be airdropped into any social situation and be able to read a room and figure out, like, how to, you know, be with other people. um, I totally agree. Is, yeah, it's an important skill.